Hey everyone, welcome to We Run Friends in High School, the podcast where I reunite with high school classmates from my graduating class of Wasaken High School in the suburbs of Philadelphia. I'm Brad Corbett, class of 2001. Thanks to my guest from episode 227, Maria Rowe, aka Maria Gigliotti, available in the archives everywhere you get podcasts. Also available at youtube.com slash redshirtplaya. Go subscribe to that channel so that you can get all the updates that happen over there, such as the Hall Pass episode with Lizzie Black talking about her time in the Dominican Republic. You can also follow the show on social media, Facebook and Instagram at We Weren't Friends in High School. This week, my guest is Jeff Marcico. I'd seen Jeff on Facebook, but I didn't really know much about where he had been, where he was now and how he got there. So this was a really interesting story with a bunch of details that I really never could have guessed. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Jeff Marcico. The one cool thing I think about like your podcast and which is an awesome thing. It's just like you kind of can relook back at, you know, history and like there were some pretty cool people. And then like, you know, I, so many people you've been on, you've had on the show, I've, I kind of know, you know, and then some people I, I, I never knew. And um, it, it's really cool. It was like everybody's from a different background and mm-hmm. different personality and then you know, and it just makes me like when I'm listening to these things, I'm, I'm thinking back on myself. I'm like, yeah, like, I wonder like what people thought of me back then or like, you know, and, and then you know, I look back and I'm like, but the amazing thing is I, I just people have some very vivid memory, memories. Like I know you like just pull out these details about like the hallways and the classrooms. And I'm like, I couldn't even tell you who I like my teachers were in, in school. Like it's, it's terrible. So like it's for me, if I don't make a note on something, like I'll just forget it. Right. So it's, it's pretty cool because it does bring back some pretty good memories and just things I just completely forgot about. So I think, yeah, I definitely commend you on doing this. It's an awesome, awesome forum. Thanks, man. You, yeah. you know, what's funny is that people all, almost everyone talks about their memory and how they're almost like embarrassed by like, I'm not going to remember anything. People are sometimes reluctant. Like, I don't, I don't remember anything. It's not going to be any good. But every time someone says something on the podcast, someone else DMs me or texts me to say, oh my God, I'm just listening to that podcast. I totally forgot about that thing. Everyone always remembers one or two things that everyone else listening completely forgot about. Yeah. Yeah. So together we're like building a whole memory. You know, that's of, right. Of that's right. And, uh, rewriting history, you know, even if it's cr- like incorrect, we're just making yeah. this. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, there's, there's like certain things I, I do remember like so vividly. And then there's just other things like, yeah, just, you know, it's just not top of mind. So you just forget. And then, sure. um, yeah, like I, and I don't even like, I don't feel old. Right. But like, I look at my kids, like my son's nine and a half and my daughter's six. And I'm like, wow, like that makes me feel old. And I look back, I'm like, wow, like we graduated, you know, 20 years ago. So it's, it's nuts. Um, you know, a lot of things change, but it's, it's, it's cool to kind of revisit everything. It's kind of neat. Yeah. So let's, let's revisit you a little bit, Jeff. Yeah. Let's, uh, where did you come into Wizzahickon? Yeah. So I, so my parents bought it. So we, we lived in Gwynedd Valley. So uh, on Plymouth road, which is that road that kind of shoots off real quick on an angle off of 202 right near William Penn Inn. Yeah. Down, uh, I used to, it connects to like Gypsy Hill and all that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So we were a couple of houses down on like the right coming off of 202. And I think my parents bought that house in 86, I believe, but I was, I was still, we, we were, we lived in Roxborough. So I was still going to, um, um, Philmont Christian Academy. And then I transferred in, in second grade and then, uh, to, to Bluebell elementary. So then I was there and then I was in, was a hick in the rest, you know, through 12th grade. 
So they bought the house and then what were they like building it or renovating so yeah, they, it? Or? It was new construction. And then um, I don't know why they kept me in Philmont, honestly. Like it's it's just my, you know, my, my brother and sister, I'm the youngest. So I have an older sister and then a middle brother and I'm the youngest. So um, they went to Wizzahickon, but then I was still going to Philmont, which I hated because the, the, the trip was so long. It was such a, ride, a long ride on the bus. And um, I think I just... I told my parents, like, I can't do this anymore. So they just transferred me into Wizzahickon. And um, the school life balance just isn't working for me. I'll do it. So, 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 so there's one story that I always remember. So um, it was like winter, right? It was like, I think they were calling for snow or there was snow on the ground. Or it was just really cold. I forget ex- exactly what it was. But my mom had bought like a, um, like a snowsuit, like a full body onesie snowsuit, right? Like, like the kid from A Christmas Story, you know, yeah. like the brother. And like, I was so embarrassed to wear it. Like she got me on the bus. I was like miserable. The bus pulls up to film on. I wouldn't get off. I was like, I'm not going to school. The bus driver drove me back home. And then, you know, and my mom's like, what the heck are you doing? Home? <laughs> I was like, I couldn't wear this thing. I'm not going to go to school and wear this thing. So I was like so embarrassed to wear it. And I think that was like, you know, the, the point where like, okay, we're moving you to the local public school district. And that was it. But I still remember, I still remember that. That was just, you know, I used to get so embarrassed with that stuff. Wow. Like a nice little hour and a half round trip. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. That's me, man. Being a pain in the ass. That's for sure. So then when you got to, to Bluebell, uh, second grade, uh, did you know, do you remember any like differences just as far as like the difference between going to a, a you know, school like that and then coming to like this, this public school? Yeah. I, I mean, the only thing I really remember was just like, like the, like the Bible studies at Philmont, you know, and just, um, and we were never raised very religiously to begin with, but it was just kind of there, you know, and, um, and moving over, I, I mean, I don't really recall too many things moving over. It was just, um, you know, just a different environment. You know, I, I remember elementary school being really fun. Like I remember just having a lot of, just a lot of fun playing with people, you know, having play dates and, um, that's really it. Yeah. I didn't really notice too much of a difference other than just shorter commute, you know, between, between the schools. What were you, uh, what were you playing? Who were you playing with? What were you doing in those days? Back back then, um, I want to say like one of my earliest friends was probably like Scott Beck. I think, I think he went to Bluebell and then, um, I don't remember who else. I think Scott Ritter went to Bluebell too, I believe. Um, so there was like people like that, you know, and I, I always thought this guy's name Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Where was, where was Scott Jordan? Scott Jordan. <laughs> I don't know about that one, but like, um, it was, I feel like, um, who else? Like the timing always get confused. Cause I remember like I, at some point I got into little league and I was playing with, you know, a lot of those guys, like, and I it probably spread into middle school, I would think, but like, um, like, I remember like I think Chris McQuaid and like maybe Eric Melhorn. I used to play with Pete Stampone. Were you doing like W coach? Were you doing like WRA? Uh, I think it was lower Gwinnett. Okay. Yeah. So I was like on the Tigers my whole my whole playing career. Was that like a was that like a steady thing? You were on the same team all the, the entire time? Yeah. So like I think I had an extra year compared to a lot of people because I was born in August. So I was always on the younger side of of um, like our, our class. So like, I think when I even, when I grad when we graduated, I think I was 17 when I, you know, when I finished high school. Wow. Um, 
So, um, so I think with the little league, the cutoff, I was able to play like an extra year. So I was like this like old kid with like all these younger kids. But, but you said the Tigers the whole time, the team stayed the same. Yeah. Yeah. So like, at least I was always in the Tigers and I don't remember how they picked the teams, honestly, but I I was never a different team. Yeah. It was, it was weird that way. And then, um, I remember, yeah, I I forget who else was on our teams. It was different people every year, but I, I, I do remember like, Pete Sampone's dad was one of our coaches. I remember that. So I remember, I think he was driving like a Ferrari at the time, I think. And uh, he was a roll up in that thing. And um, isn't it, isn't that like the, isn't, is Walter Matthau like a lawyer in Bad News Bears? Isn't that like the, is that what he's doing? Isn't he like a lawyer or something? Yeah, see, I guess the same thing, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, is he drinking like martinis on the bench? Like, come on, kids. That's right. That's right. He's like, you know, it's, it's like uh, all I can think about is like Emilio Estevez and like Money Ducks. He's doing it for like, the, you know, the, the jail term, you know, like the probation. Right. You um, really suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just <laughs> stuff like that. But and I was never like I was never a good player. You know what I mean? I just played. I think it was just um, like my brother was always kind of better at sports than I was. And I think I just kind of fell into it. But then you know, I was just always like an average, an average player. My uh, my first team, I played T-ball. I played an Ambler. Um and my first team in T-ball were the Tigers. Mm-hmm. And like you, I was not, I wasn't the youngest, but I wasn't, I, I ended up like in a fourth year of Little League mm-hmm. of, of the minors when yeah. all my friends went to the majors, which was like player pitch. Yeah. And so here I was like 11 in the minors. I'm yeah. like 120 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like was- five, I'm five, four. <laughs> like, and they're throwing yeah. me and I'm just cranking them out to the second field. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that, that was me. Cause I remember like in elementary school, I was like pretty skinny, like normal, you know, I was like blonde haired kid, you know, type of thing. And like middle school, I like, I like porked up, man. I like packed on the pounds and then yeah, I was like, I thought it was the back end of like little league. And I'm like, I don't fit in with these like younger kids, you know? And then because I remember one time I was playing, it might've been practice or something and, uh, or it might've been a real game. I don't remember, but it was just some small kid like pitching to me. And I just cranked this line drive and just <laughs> hits him right in the chest and like completely like knocks him out. I felt so bad. I was like, yeah, I'm like, I probably shouldn't be playing at this level right now. But yeah, I was always afraid of player pitch. I, cause I would get hit. I would always be, once I moved, I did the minors for one year and I, I was terrible. I remember the coach was like doing batting averages. He was telling everyone their batting average and he skipped me. And I was like, he didn't tell me. And he was like, are you serious? Like you yeah. never, ever get a hit. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just stand there. Yeah. It's, yeah. I do. I, I remember a couple of things. I remember one time, I think it was, I think it was Chris McQuaid. We were just throwing the ball around and he was, he was batting. I was pitching. I remember he just laced one you're like right in the temple and I was seeing stars for like 10 minutes and that stuff. Yeah. That's a, you know, it's scary. It's scary. I look back at it. You're like, Holy crap. Like I could have been real bad. Besides, besides like sports baseball, what, what else were you into? Like what were you doing around the neighborhood? Yeah. So like the one downside where I lived was like Plymouth roads, like the death trap, like people are flying down from 202, like 55 miles per hour. So like my parents, like, we, we didn't really go past our driveway. So we had a, we had a really long driveway. So like I was always just riding my bike or um, I got into um, like street hockey. I was like crazy fanatic of hockey. So like my whole life was flyers hockey. Like my dad, he had bought um, season tickets right when, what was it? Like the core state center, whatever it was first called first union center, whatever it was called when it first opened their stadium. Mm-hmm. 
he bought tickets, season tickets. So like that hooked me from day one. Like I was, we would go to games. Like I would go to games on school nights, on weekends. And, um, you know, it's like 40 games, 40 home games, 41 home games. So like we were going all the time and it was like, it became like an addiction. Like I loved hockey. Like I, I, the only thing I, I remember with school is like when you had gym class and you're like, okay, you can go play kickball and go out in the soccer fields. I'm like, you know, do, do, do hockey, you know, like, like, you know, on the gym floor. And, um, that's all I ever wanted to play. And, um, and that's all it was. I watched every Flyers game. I was like, and, you know, so like at home, I was always playing, um, street hockey or roller hockey, like with my brother or like our neighbors. Um, then as we got older, like, especially when I was able to drive, like I was driving in people's neighborhoods and, um, like Alex Mater, you know, he was a huge hockey right. fan too. So like, I forget, you know, I guess that was high school maybe like, you know, being friends with him and like, you know, we would play, I think even Justin Duffner would, would play, but like a bunch of us would go and I don't even remember what neighborhood it was. And we would just play these massive street hockey games. And um, so I was doing that, you know, riding bike. And then um, there wasn't too many people at like on my road that went to Wissahickon, you know, like I, I remember, I think he, he was the first house on Plymouth, um, Bobby Triple. And I don't know if yep. he graduated with us or not. Yeah. yeah. So I remember being friends with him. Shout out to Bobby Triple. Can't find him anywhere. Yeah, I, don't. I I gotta tell you, every time I go, maybe I'm spelling triple wrong and I, I double P's, one P, E L, L E. Like I can't find that guy. Robert, Bobby. I remember Bobby, loved Bobby. He was a fun guy, passed out yeah. with blood. That was my memory yeah. of Bobby Triple. He so, couldn't stand so, the sight of blood. So the one memory I have of him is like, I remember we were on the bus and again, I don't know, it's probably like middle school or whatever. And like, I was like, Hey man, like, where were you yesterday? And it, he's like, Oh, I, I took a mental health day. Like his mom would give him mental health. Days. I'm like, what the heck is that? What is that? I'm like, you just don't show up to school that day. way ahead of us. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. I know. So, um, you know, but yeah, yeah. I remember him. I remember being kind of a quiet guy. And then, um, Jenny Martin was my neighbor. Uh, behind our house. So like her house, you would get to from 202, but we shared a backyard. Like we had a fence in the backyard. So she was like probably the first person I ever met or I ever knew when I moved in to, to, to Wissahickon because like we were neighbors and then um, Marcico and Martin, like we were always in the same homerooms and lockers. Same thing with like Javier, you know, he was on your show. Like we were always in the same, same areas. And then, um, and then other than that, um, like down towards like Gypsy Hill, I think it was Gypsy Hill. There's like a neighborhood, um, Rob, uh, Hostetter, Hostetter. I don't know if he graduated with us or not, but like, I used to go to his house a lot. Like I would ride my bike down when I was a little bit older and go to his house and he was like in the woods. So like, we would like walk the train tracks and all that stuff, but that was it. Like there was really not many other people on that strip, um, or was a Hicken. So I didn't really have that much exposure um, that like I missed out on, you know, not having that like community feel, you know, growing up in Ambler, that's, I would play at Alex's house. We would ride our bike from like South Ambler all the way to, to Madison Avenue where he lived. We all yeah, had, yeah. you know, we had sidewalks. It was very travelable for kids. Yeah. Uh, it was just nice. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't too far from there. So, uh, no, I remember, yeah, I remember like, so even, um, oh my gosh, his name is, uh, Sean, um, McNamee, like I remember, I think, you know, it was, yep. I used to hang out with him and like, I think he even went to a, like a Flyers game or so with me, and my dad and stuff like that. And 
Yeah, it was like my whole life, man. It was just like flyers hockey and street hockey and roller like rollerblading. You know, it that was about it. Got to ask you because every time anyone talks about rollerblading or hockey, I got to always ask them the movie Airborne. Airborne, yeah, man, yeah. yeah. I still talk. I still talk about it with my neighbors here. It's just so funny. It's like what, like Seth Green and you know, like Jack yeah, Black. Yeah, it was like pretty much my life. You know what I mean? It was just like. I, I was pretty good with it. I, I even joke around like with, with my wife today. I'm like, you know, like I kind of want to get rollerblades and like just go like, rollerblading around my neighborhood. You know, that was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I loved roller skating. I was a big roller skater uh, in my neighborhood, like to the point where like I, I wore holes in the in the tops of my of my roller skates. And then yeah. when it got to like, oh, you're old enough, you got to go to rollerblades. I didn't get it. I, I couldn't do it like on the street. Like you couldn't glide, like maybe just had to work harder and I couldn't do like the backstop and like, it was all very scary. And so I just kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then when I was a, a deep into my teens, um, I watched airborne again. I was like, God, this is so much fun. And I got another pair of rollerblades and like, I used to just, I was so out of shape and I just used to side to side, just kind of like roll around like my apartment yeah. building and i was like this is not what it looks like in the movies <laughs> I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm mad on this <laughs> that's right i know i know until you like jump off a wall and like get like a compound fracture on your ankle you know what i mean like it's yeah. just it's yeah it was it was fun like yeah i was like i was buying like pretty high-end rollerblades and then like i remember i was like buying like special wheels and like ball bearings to make it like you know be like faster and um and yeah, I was, I was doing like hockey, like ice hockey stops on those things, like kind of like just coming to a quick stop. And yeah, it was it was fun. Like that was super enjoyable. Yeah, it was like a, a cool thing to um, do when I was when I was younger. So what happens then when you go like into into middle school? And I, I talk about it all the time, like when you go into the pod world. But it sounds like since you didn't have, it didn't sound like you had like a steady group of friends from like any specific area. So when you go into into middle school, do you remember? Is it just like are you meeting new people, new experiences, kind of gathering a group of friends at that point? Yeah, I think I, I think like middle school and on, I, I got like super kind of introverted, you know, like I wasn't super outgoing. I'm still not that outgoing today. It's just, it, it, it depends who I'm talking to. Like I've always been never one to really start a conversation or even know how to start a conversation. I'm like, but if you say something to me first, like I'll, it'll open me up, you know? Yeah. Um, and I've gotten better with it now. And then even just once I'm comfortable with somebody, I'm very extroverted. Like that way, it's like, um, you know, I'm the goofball, crack jokes, like love practical jokes, like things like things like that. Just like inappropriate stuff. That's like, you know, just that's it. But like, yeah, but like if it's just random people, like if it's like a group of people, I wasn't probably going to approach them. Right. It was kind of like the gym class, like, oh, you like hockey too. All right. Like that's, you know, that's how we're friends. Right. And we would hang out that way. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I wouldn't say there was a consistent group of people I would know, like really the, you know, it was like a couple of people this year and then the next year is a different type of people. And like middle school, like I remember, yeah, like kind of, I remember hanging out with like, um, like Tom Scuderi and was it four seller four sellers, I think. Right. Um, like I remember we used to go to each other's houses and we would call some trouble. Like I, I got in trouble a lot in middle school. <laughs> middle school really yeah, yeah i was bad i was bad like i um so i was like looking back it's like i was such an a-hole man like it, it was just like i i was the kid who would do something just to call sh just to call shit you know what i mean just like just to get like a 
some type of reaction out of somebody or, or whatever. And it was like, looking back, I was like, it was pretty mean. Like I shouldn't have done that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, what were you doing? I remember one time it was, I think it was middle school. It was like, um, we were doing like a, like the pledge of allegiance, you know, like, and you stand up and I forget, I forget his name. Um, he was like a bigger guy. He was like, I think he was like Asian, you know, or like Filipino or something. I forget who it was exactly, but like I pulled his chair out. Right. So like when he sat down, he fell. Right. And he was, he was fine, but he got up and he just like just socked me right in the back. Right. And then we both got in trouble and detentions and stuff like that. And, um, you know, stuff like I, you know, I regret doing that stuff. You know what I mean? But like, I thought it was funny at the time. Right. And then, um, but you look back, you're like, that. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty much of a, a jerk move. You know what I mean? And then, um, stuff like that. And then I, I think it came to a point where I was like, I grew up, I matured enough where I was like, yeah, that's not who I want to be or who I am. And dude, that was like totally me in middle school. That was, that was how I got in so many, you know, confrontations was I was just doing things for reaction. Like, Oh, this yeah. like exact, I can see that sort of thing. Like, Oh yeah, this guy's standing up. No, like, yeah. if I, like no one's going to see if I pull this chair. I got this. I got it. Yeah. 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 You know, and, like, it, it sounds great. Right. But it's yeah. not, it really isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel so bad about it. And it's just like, you know, but like, and it's even with, and I see it more too, like with having my kids now was it's like, listen, like I go back to them and be like, at the end of the day, just be a good person. Like you're not going to get along with everybody. There's going to be mean kids and be nice kids, but like, just be nice to everybody. And if someone's being mean to you, just walk away. Right. And like, so you learn a lot, like just going through your own experiences and, and yeah, I don't know why, like I was rebelling for, like, it was, you know, like, I don't know if it's being the youngest and felt like neglected at home. I don't, I mean, I don't really know, you know what I mean? But it was just, yeah. um, you know, and I had a bad temper too. Like I, I, I was like, um, super easy to like set off with, you know, with stuff. And, um, that's interesting. You, yeah. you know, ex- describing yourself as kind of like an introvert. Yeah. And, but then having like these moments where you're very, you're like letting all your emotions out. It sounds like. Yeah. 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 It was like, um, it, it's like the point where I'm, I'm pretty patient, but like you, you get me on that certain level of like, it just snaps and you're like, you just lose your cool. That's what it was. You know what I mean? And I don't know what, like what it would cause it. You know what I mean? But it was just like, it, it was there. Right. And even to this day, like you get me riled up enough, like, I will end you. You know what I mean? Like, it will just be like, you're like, Whoa, where did that come from? Right. <laughs> it's like, stuff like that because, um, but it just, it's just dumb stuff, man. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know what it is, but you learn from it. So that's funny that, I mean, that is so similar to me and, and it took me, you know, I, I got in fights in high school over like, you know, I, I, I would do something like that and, you know, mm-hmm. stick my nose in something or think I'm being funny and I would hurt someone's feelings or I would, I would instigate a situation and then find myself in like these fights or like these shoving matches or like these face to faces or just these sta- these arguments in class. And then I would get in trouble for it. And then I would yeah. end up getting like labeled, you know, for being difficult or being a loud mouth or, you know, yeah. starting trouble. Did you, yeah. did you start feeling like you were getting labeled? So I, I, I don't know how long it spanned for, but yeah, I don't think I, I was, I, I think it was like just occasionally with things, you know, it might've just been one, one grade, like, you know, six, seven days. I don't remember when, but like, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know what was causing it or like why I was doing it. Right. It was just, um, you know, I, I, yeah, I don't know what it was. I, I really don't know what it was. I, I think it was also just like, not to like 
blame it on other people, but I think it was like kind of like the people I was hanging out with too, right? I was I was gonna say, you know, you're hanging with Tom, you're hanging with Forrest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't want to blame them, right? But it's just like you know, it just we were you were dangling on cool kid. You were dangling on cool kid territory there, which yeah, it, it, it could have been me bringing that. Like, I don't remember if it was like who someone had to think of the idea, right? Like, I it, I remember one time, like we, my my one neighbor, they were um, terrible people, and like we, like, I remember one night we um, we just like went in there and like we shook and sprayed like soda cans all over their front door. You know what I mean? <laughs> Gotten so much trouble. You know, just just dumb stuff like that. Well, Tom right? talked in his about doing dumb stuff like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. a, a, in a in a high school in a high school space, but it sounded like you were. Yeah, but that was middle them. school. It was definitely yeah. middle school. Yeah, I don't you, know if we hung out in high school. Like, it, 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 like I think the one thing with me was, I, I feel like I can get along with anybody, right? Like, I remember being, like, I could I could really even though I wasn't really opening up conversations a lot, it was like I could speak with anybody, I could get along with anybody. Um, but because of like that generalized nature, I never got like super tight with anybody over, over time. Right. So like, um, I think I always had like these acquaintances, right. And, you know, I knew people for a long time, but I was never like super deep with anybody in, in particular, I would say. Right. And, um, I think part of it was like a defensive mechanism type of thing on my end. Like I never wanted to put myself out there that much. Um, but like, yeah, it's, it's just, I think, in, you know, look at it at school, like, you know, people are in your different classes, you meet different people and it's just, you know, but like, um, I, I think generally speaking, like over time, like I was always like friendly with everybody. If, if I knew, if I knew you or I met you or like we had some type of interaction, you know, we usually laughed, had a good time and I was, you know, I was, but we never really saw many people outside of school just because I think a lot of times it's just like, if I didn't have, if I didn't drive, my dad was working all the time. So like, you know, it was up to my mom to drive me around. Or once I started driving and I was doing like the street hockey, you know, driving around doing street hockey. But, um, what was your dad doing that he was? So, so I do what my dad, so I, um, I do financial advising. So financial planning. So, um, you know, growing up, like my dad, he, uh, like in the early nineties, he was, he's been an advisor for like 40 years. He still works to this day. I still work with him. And, um, he, um, you know, back then, you know, had the family, had the mortgage, uh, had our office in media, which is, it's still there today. And, um, but he, you know, he was trying to build his clientele. So he, he literally worked Monday through Thursday. I never saw him until like eight, nine o'clock every night. So my mom was like the stay at home mom. And, um, and then, yeah, and that was it, you know what I mean? And then I would see him like Fridays and weekends, he would take me to like little league and things like that. So, um, you know, so, so, what he does, like, and, you know, he's been doing it for so long. And then me, eventually it's been, I didn't go there directly, but I've been working as an advisor for like 13 years now. So I work with him, work with my brother. Um, and you know, that's kind of what we do now, but like I, my, like my mentality on it is like me, like family comes first. So like I'm not working every, you know, every evening, Monday through Thursday, because I need a life and, I want to be around for my kids to enjoy them. So, you know, whereas he was like, my mom was home. So he could, you know, he could go and work and build up a practice and be fine. You know, 
I wonder how much the acting out had to do with, you know, just not seeing your dad four days. It's, it's, it's possible. It's a lot of mine. You know, my parents were going through, like, we're going through shit and, you know, eventually got divorced in, uh, after seventh grade. So like a lot Mm -hmm. of my issues were like dealing with just like that, like anger, I think that infesting, infesting or festering, uh, yeah. yeah, Like inside of like, you know, dealing with like the anger of like the stuff going on with my dad. And then like, as my parents got divorced and I saw him less and like, those were all, it took me a while to like have coping mechanisms and, and get better yeah. and yeah, like yeah. that temper. And yeah. And when you're young, you don't know how to manage your, your feelings at all. Right. And yeah. And it, that's the one thing I learned too, is, I mean, you know, we grew up pretty, pretty privileged, like, you know, like, Gwinnett Valley, like, it's funny, like, you tell people that you're from Gwinnett Valley, like, oh, wow, you must be, must be rich, you know what I mean? Like, it's like that little enclave of, you know, like, um, and it's just like, you know, we were, we were always like, you know, fine financially, but it's just, yeah, I mean, like, every family has its problems, you know what I mean? And like, in, in the moment, like you said, you know, going through divorce with your parents and like, yeah, it's, it's, it's never easy, right? And that's why, like, I, I look back now and I'm like, you can never judge somebody off of like one thing because like, you just do not know what's going on in their own life. And, and I, I really see it today with my clients because like as, as bad as I think I've had in my life, like, just, you know, we can go through it just like just crazy things in my life. Like some people have it way worse and like, and it's just, if someone's just having a shitty day and they just doesn't mean they're a bad person. Like you just don't know the Genesis what's going on. Right. So sure. I take a much bigger holistic picture on things because back then, yeah, I would probably judge first. I'm like, Oh, so-and-so said this, I'm like, must be an asshole, you know, like type of thing. And, you know, you know, it's just, it's just dumb stuff. Like it's just, you know, kids being kids and, but you're right. Like the home stuff, it's just, I'm sure that was affecting it to a certain degree, but you know, but I had a happy, you know, happy childhood. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what it was yet yeah, being youngest or, um, whatever it was, but yeah, yeah. acting out for some reason. Um, being that you were a hockey kid, um, I'm just taking a shot in the dark. Was there any shot of you not going to Wizzahickon? I have friends that, you know, went to LaSalle in high school. And I know that that was like the hockey school. Was mm-hmm. there ever any, were you ever like looking at the fact that you loved hockey and you couldn't play it as a, as a school sport going yeah, into so high was, school? So, so that was the one of the things like, I, I wish I like was more like, I'm, I'm pretty like ambitious and, and hardworking, but like, it takes me to, like, I wish I was more motivated to actually see things through. You know what I mean? And that was one of the things like as a kid, like I love, you're right. Like I loved it. I loved playing. Like I, I, I was good at it. Like I was really good at it. But the problem is like, I think it was like, I didn't have the no. nice team. Right. I think it was a club maybe, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. But then like, you know, for me, it's all, I'm always worried about like, well, who else is, does it inconvenience, right? It's like, well, my mom's got to drive me around or it's this extra cost. And um, and I, I would always find it an excuse, right? So like, I remember doing like some type of rec, like a rec league. I think like Whip Payne might've had like an outdoor roller hockey league one year. It was pretty cool. So I remember they had like inflatable boards, like a rink. Uh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. And um I think it was only for like one year, you know, and I don't, I don't know what happened to it, but yeah. I mean, like I never learned how to ice skate. Like I think I went went ice skating a couple of times with like friends or, you know, whatever, but um, yeah, I never learned. Um, I just did roller hockey, but like, yeah, I I wish I would have probably pursued it 
more. But again, like back then, it's like my parents like were always um, like they they never pushed us like to do one thing or the other. Like they were so like laid back with things. It was like you know you 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 do what you want, you figure it out type of thing. The problem is like I almost wish I had some more of that structure where they're telling me like okay like you should really think about this or do this because this is how it can help you out in the future, right? So like for me, I never had that direction, which I kind of wish I did have. But then I know like, I think it was one of the, the, the episodes was like, you know, you gotta get good grades and, you know, get A's and whatever. And it's like, and to them, it's sometimes it can turn you off, right? As a, as a kid. So. Um, yeah, I think some classmates of, I think classmates came out of this sometimes like in what you talk about, like came out of it and then like went hardcore into like what they thought a path was going by like scholarships or whatever. And they get yeah. into college a couple years in, they go one, I can't, I, I don't think I want to be working this hard all the time. I feel like maybe I missed out on some things, but two, I don't even think I want to be doing this thing. I worked this hard to get to. Yeah. And and it's like, yeah, I think like, the sh- like, and I see it with like my kids too. It's like, I tell them like, you know, like listen and learn and, and whatever, but like, I want them to figure out their own paths. You know what I mean? Like I want to guide them to make reasonable decisions, but, um, but yeah, I think my parents were just so hands off with things and maybe it's like, because I was the third kid, you know, and I, I don't, I, I don't know. Right. Cause I was, I was always, they've done it already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much what it is. Like it's, it's, um, you know, I, uh, um, what was I going to say? Um, like I, I was always like a, like an average student, right. Like, like, like I say, like a solid B student, right? Like, you know, but like I have the capability to do better. It was like when I got through college and things like that, I mean, I had like 4.0 in, in college, like when I really took it seriously. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, for whatever reason, I just didn't take it seriously, which, you know, which I, I do regret like in the back end, because it's like, I would have made things a little bit easier for me on, you know, moving forward. But, um, but yeah, it was, it, it was that. And then, um, I got in, so like, I, um, it was probably like middle school, but like, I, I started to love to cook too. So like, like it was like the, the onslaught of like, um, like I think it was PBS had like, you know, like Julia, Child, like this is like Julia Child and like, um, like John Pen and like, and then like Food Network, I think was starting to like come out like with their own stuff. Emerald, Emerald was killing it. Yeah, Emerald, yeah, 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 bam. <laughs> yeah, like, so like, um, uh, so like I was getting into cooking, right. And then I, I kind of got into like pastry and like desserts. So as I got older, like I had like one focus and that was to be like the most world renowned pastry chef that ever existed in, in the world. Right. That was my, that was my ambition. So like as a hobby, like I would cook, like I would not so much like cooking dinners, but like, like baking and things like that. And, um, I was really good at it. Like I, it got really good. And that's kind of where, like, as I transitioned out of high school, I went on to try to pursue it. But, um, but yeah, it was like, that was also a big part of my life too. It was like, like expressing myself through food. And, um, and, uh, I did like, um, what did was you it? like home ec? Yeah. Like home ec. And then, um, I feel like I was like, you know, I, I knew more than the teacher, you know, type of stuff. Stuff, you know? That's so you know that's so yeah. different. Um, when you're when you're in high school and you're and you're like seeing this pastry, you're you're getting into pastry and you 
think it's like something you start saying it's something you want to move on to. Um, how do you how do you go about learning? Like, what do you how do you know about culinary school? How are you you know what I mean? Like, what's the what was your process or what was your your steps to like learning and getting that knowledge? Because I think the biggest thing with like, you know, with me and, and with a lot of students that I've talked to is they had a skill set. And then when I ask them, like, did they get any guidance? Did they get any help? It's often like, no. And they just, they went into a different direction and it took them maybe 20 years to get back to doing something similar to what they actually wanted to do, but we never knew how to do it then. Did you, you got that help? I did. Yeah. So when I was like 13 or 14, maybe I got my first job. Like I always wanted to work. It was like the weirdest thing. Like I I always wanted to have a job and make money. If you tell me you worked at Clemens as the pastry chef. I I did, but that, that wasn't the first one. Right. So, um, it, it was funny. Like, this is like such, e- so egotistical, man. But like, um, you, if you would have asked me when I was a kid, like what I wanted to be when I grew up, I would tell everybody, I want to be a rich man. Right. It, it's, a, it's a joke in my family. But that's, that was my line. I want to be a rich man. And, um, so at 13, 14, whatever it was, I, I became a, a bus boy at Johnny cross. Um, did you, did you ever hear that place? It was like an Italian American restaurant. I forget where it was. It's not even there anymore. I, I think it might've been, like a Korean place afterwards, but like, I know the name, but it's in my head. It strikes me as like one of those places that I couldn't afford to go to. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if that's true. It's, it's just, it's possible. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't remember, but like, um, the owner, the owners like were awesome. Like I remember the, the wife's name was Maria. I just remember her. She was like the front desk lady. And, um, and I was a bus boy. So like I would work every Friday night and usually Saturday during the daytime or sometimes a Saturday night. And, um, I bus tables. I made so much money doing it, like, like outrageous amount of money. And, um, cause what would happen was I would get my tips from a waitress, mm-hmm. but then like at the end of the night, like the owner would be like, Hey Jeff, like what did so-and-so give you? I'm like, Oh, this. And she's like, Oh, okay. And she would just pull, open the register and just start handing me like $20 bills. You know what I mean? Like, so like every night I was making like over a hundred dollars in, in, in money. It was insane. Like it was, it was nuts. Um, and, and I loved it. Like my, my, like my parents would come for dinner Friday nights and I would like bust their table. And, and, and Johnny Cross had like, um, always like, um, like a, like a, uh, like music night, like, like, I forget it was a band or whatever, but like they would play like sixties and seventies music, like BGs. So like me, I love old music. Like, like I like, like all music, but like, um, something speaks to me, like just the, that older sixties, seventies, eighties music love it right like on, on like and like um on um um on like the alexa like the amazon thing there's a, there's a station called yesterday cafe all i listen to man it's like you know it's like just like old school music and like um uh, it, it's so bad but like i love that stuff and so so that job was great it was like I, I made good money i got to experience like the the lifestyle of of cooking like being in the kitchen and talking with the chefs and um it was really really fun and then I quit there. I don't know why. Um, maybe it was they sold or something. I'm not really sure when they when they closed. But um, I went from there to Garden Golf um, up in Montgomeryville. That's a switch. Yeah, which was I don't know like how I start choosing these jobs. Like I would just put applications out. Like I remember I applied for like Hagen Dazs in the mall in Montgomery Mall and things like that. And um, oh, and the funny thing about that is like. I submitted an application there, like when we, you know, when I was like 
you know, whatever, ninth grade, 10th grade or whatever it was. And like, they literally called me like six years later, like saying, hey, we got your application. Like you still need a job. I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? I'm like, I like six years ago. Like, I don't need a job. Um, but like, um, but Garden Golf was an awesome, awesome job. <laughs> it was so fun, man. Like, the, the weird thing is, I don't think there was anybody else who worked there from Wissahickon. I think I was the only Wissahickon person there. A lot of North Penn, like Methacton people. So I had a lot of friends from like those other school districts, probably like stronger friends there than I did in Wissahickon. And like, I was like a, you know, like a cashier to start. And then I actually got promoted to like a supervisor there. And so I was doing like the cash counting every night, which was like, talk about like cash flow. Those guys made money hand over fist, mm-hmm. like insane garden golf was popular back in the it was so popular man and and like i would you know i i played you know like like golf to a certain degree so like i was just you know i would hit the range every day and you know mini golf and i would give people would come i would give them a free round or whatever and it was great it had like the go-karts the arcade the mini golf the batting cages like really really awesome awesome place to work i had such fear about working where people from wizard could see me yeah. My first job was a McDonald's in Dresher. And partly okay. because my mom knew the manager in at the Dresher one. But like I was like, yeah, I don't want to like work at like a yeah. McDonald's where someone's gonna come in. And, and then I went to Wawa right across, you know, right down the street from school. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was always like it was always because I didn't I didn't get along with people from school. And so yeah. it was like this awkward, like, oh well, now I can't fuck with you because I'm on the clock. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, is this all you'd like? And you know, that's right. That's right. Just, Don't you, PC stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you just getting like, I just told you to go fuck yourself in science yeah. class, but <laughs> do you just want this, this iced tea? Is that all? All right. That's right. That's right. You spit in it real quick, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's, um, yeah, like, it, it was fun. Like I remember, yeah, people came, you know, came from, from was a Hicken and I, I don't think people ever gave me slack for it, which is, you know, which is cool. And, um, so I was like pretty, you know, pretty keen on cooking and like, you know, like you would see ads on TV for like, the Culinary Institute of America, the CIA up in Hyde Park and Johnson and Wales and, um, and things like that. So like what happened was I got an internship at William Penn Inn. Um, and I, that's when I did my, like my work study there. And um, the pastry chef there, her name's, or her, well, she's not there anymore, but like her name was Regina Mason. And, um, and she showed me all the ropes. Like, you know, we pushed out a lot of good stuff and, um, I learned a lot of different things and it just kind of cemented my decision to go to culinary school. And, um, and, but I didn't go. So my whole thing was like, I, I think like the CIA, I think Tom might've went there, I think he said, or, but it's like, I think, I think that is like a full blown education. I believe mm-hmm. if I remember, I think you get like an f- actual college degree or maybe Johnson and Wales is like, like that too. And I was like, no, I don't want to be in school for four years. Like, I just want to like learn cooking and apply it, right? Like, I, I can always go back for a college degree. So that was my mentality. So there was a school that was kind of new called the French Culinary Institute. And that was in Manhattan. And it was only a six month program. And I applied, got accepted, of course, because like, as long as you have money, they'll, they'll let you in, you know what I mean? So like, um, um, so I, I went there for, for the schooling, but like, yeah, the Clemens thing, I didn't, I, I didn't work there until after I graduated, but like, um, I mean, I can give you the whole iteration of it, but like, so like I went to school, I came back to the area um, 
And I worked for like this guy in Exton, which is really like right down the road from where I live now. Um, and he was like one of the most world renowned pastry chefs. Um, his name was Gunther Highland. He was like an Austrian pastry chef, like 60 years old or whatever he was. And um, I worked for him and really it, it was a cool job in that like it was him and me. And then he had like this part-time employee that he worked there for like years with him, knew him and his processes and everything, but it was just us. We cranked out like crazy amounts of, of production. So we were doing pastry, not just for like restaurants, but for airlines and um, a couple casinos in Vegas. Oh, wow. So super commercial. Yeah. Um, crazy amounts of production and just like, I mean, his walk-in fridge freezer was enormous. It's the size of my house. It was insane. And um, the problem was, and I don't know if you know, just like, like if you've ever watched stuff, but like there's, there's like a, a kind of a, a pretty like parent like knowledge that like, if you're like a, a European chef that's like 60 and older, you're usually a complete asshole type of thing. And, and this guy was, right? So I think their mentality is like, you know, I came from a poor village. Like I worked for this, you know, I worked my way up and, you know, worked hundred hour weeks. And his mentality was like, you got to do the same thing. So I was pushing like crazy long weeks, tons of over, like my overtime check was b- like bigger than my base check because I was working so much overtime. And this is at 18. Like six yeah, months, yeah. six months out of your six yeah. months out of high school and your and your six months of college, yep. And yep. you're back so, in the area. Wow. Yeah. So I was, you know, so I was driving there, and then, um, and yeah, he was just like he knew his stuff. Like he was really good at um, what he did. The problem was he was a complete jerk. And what happened was he killed it for me. Like he killed my passion. Like because at some point I just realized like, you know what, like this might just be a hobby and not a career. And, um, and not, I want to blame him entirely, but it just like something happened when I was working there where I was like, this is terrible. Like I just, I don't see a future. So I had to quit. I was like, so I called Regina who was patient chef at William Penn Inn. And at the time she had left and went to work for Clemens markets. And I was like, dude, like give me a job. Like I need to get out of here. Um, and she hired me. So like I worked there and the, the, the unique thing about Clemens was even though you had the individual supermarkets, Clemens actually produced most of their product offsite in Tillamenson and they would ship it over at night, um, by through the trucks to each store every day. So like if, if, if your mom bought you a happy, uh, 20th birthday, Brad is a chance I could have made that cake. You know what I mean? Ice, so, ice cream cake. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's just stuff like that where it was cool. You know, I mean, a a supermarket bakery is not like a working at like La Cirque in New York city. You know what I mean? But like, it was a job. And, and from there I I went, I went to school. So like I was working there and um, I went to Monco for, um, for credits and I was like, you know what, I'm actually going to go to college and kind of roll it out from there. So you didn't really have like a go-to outside of like you had, you had baking, but you didn't really have a go-to in high school that you were, you know, that was like, a, you know, like for instance, like I, I know I was good. Like I thought I was going to go into theater. Um, and so, you know, the chorus was super important and I did musicals. Um, but outside of that, like, I remember I was, I was really good at math and that was like mm-hmm. something I could handle. Um, 
I wasn't, you know, I was good at like political science. I was good at public speaking, but yeah. like, you know, different avenues that I thought I could like branch into, but it didn't sound like you had like another, you had any directions. Yeah. That was the, that was like one of the problems I would say is like, I was so focused on cooking and baking and like, I just ignored everything, everything else. Right. So I didn't have like a backup plan type of going on. Right. Yeah. So it took me a while to kind of figure things out all during that time. But, um, but I, I wouldn't like trade it at all. Like, like, like culinary school was in Manhattan. So I lived on Roosevelt Island, which is like a little Island between Manhattan and Queens and just being in New York city was awesome. Like great living experience. Like I got to do so many different things. Um, but I was up there during nine 11, which was, um, extremely scary because I was only a mile away from that when that happened. So, um, like that's a, horrible day in my memory, like with what happened, but like, um, but just, you know, what I, when I learned there and, 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 and everything, it was a great experience. Like I wouldn't trade it because I did learn like time management and just kind of grew up a lot quicker. I feel like just being thrown into that environment. Um, so that was pretty, that was pretty cool. That stuff's all important. Like when you're, you know, it's part of like growing up and, and, you know, besides the academics or, or the skill set that you're learning, there's a, you know, being on your own, having to make classes, having to make appointments, having to keep up, you know, relationships and all that thing. That's like a part of the college life of growing up. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. Was, I mean, you know, me coming from like Gwinnett Valley where I'm like so sheltered with things, you know, you, you really like have no idea like what goes on in the world, like outside of your, your own environment. And I mean, you know, you learn really quick, like one of the cool things that like, I don't really appreciate it until I was older was like the diversity that we had around us. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I look back and it's like, you know, um, you know, like a lot of my friends were Korean, right? Like, you know, I just, it was like, you know, I just kind of, you know, knew them and, you know, and was a hick and had, you know, a large African-American population, Italian, you know, Asian, like, like that's pretty cool. Like, I think that's a, an awesome, um, like thing to experience. And then, um, and then with, even like with culinary school, like you go out there and you got like people from New York who are like, you know, hardcore, like take no crap. And then like this guy from Israel, he's like, you know, he's, you know, like pretty tough dude. And, you know, people from, like, there was this one girl from like, I think she was like, from like Ecuador or Argentina or something. You know what I mean? Like you get, even like my roommates were from all over. Um, it's, it's like a cool living experience that, you know, like I'm glad I, I got you know, which yeah. was, did you have anything like when you were a kid in between loving hockey and discovering baking that just like, as a, like, I wanted to be an astronaut. Was there anything that like shot in the dark that you just grew up wanting to be wanting to do? Yeah, no, not, not really. I think, um, like really, I, like once I kind of honed in on like that, that cooking thing, it, it was just like nothing really changed my mind. Right. I was like very just singular looking. Couldn't, couldn't wow. Dude, yeah. That's like whiplash, right? Like where the, yeah. like where the, the instructor kind of kills it for the kid. Um, and he almost, you know, he performs well out of spite. Yeah. Uh, that's incredible that that's what really killed your passion. And that's really all you just want. That's all you wanted to do. Yeah. It's all I wanted to do. And yeah, it just, it's just, woke up the one day I'm like this I was miserable like this is I, I, I hated going to work every day I ate in my car I was like Nambi Alson while I was eating in my car every day I didn't want to like I just needed air you know and um you know and, and it just it, it was just terrible but yeah it, it was 
um, it, it was kind of a wake up, wake up call. And, and, you know, and I, I kind of, you know, eventually got into what I'm doing now, but it, it was, um, but it was cool. Like it, 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 it's, it, it, I think like, even though it didn't work for me necessarily, like those trades are extremely valuable. Like it's, you can be successful and, you know, do what you want. And that was, I was always very business oriented, like doing stuff on my own. And, um, but yeah, it, it's, there's a lot of cool stuff to learn, you know, it, this with cooking too, but it's just, it's a tough lifestyle though as well. Like, you know, you're got to work all the time and, you know, have no weekends usually and things like that. So it's right. nights, holidays, long mm-hmm. hours on your feet. Kitchens are really fucking hot. Yeah. Yep. That yeah. was my thing. You know, I, I did a little bit of cooking and like the sweating that I did was just, you're in the chef's yeah. coat and the hat and like, I just yeah. sweat uncontrollably and not for nothing. Yeah. Like when I'm sick, I just yeah. can't, I can't operate. And no one wants yeah. to hear that. Cause like, there's no, there's no like other shifts. Yeah. You work your station every day. And if you call out someone else that all that's already there has to come in and work your station also. Like, yeah. 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 And all that was just a lot of, a lot of like, Oh, I don't want to be that guy or do that all the time. Or, you know what yeah. I mean? You just, you never, Maybe it's just laziness. Just I need a break. Some I need an easy day. Like I'm the type of guy that like when I used to work at Wawa, I was telling someone this the other day. When I used to work at Wawa, I used to hope for power outages. Yeah. <laughs> like I couldn't wait for there to be a yeah. power outage because we have to close the store. Yeah. We have to close yeah, down yeah. the store. And then like all that's left to do now is throw out the ice cream and write it all off and lock up and go home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to, you know, like you get it one time, you go, that was cool how we got to go home like three hours early that one day. Boy, I hope yeah. that. And now you're just like, you're just hoping that like this old lady accidentally puts her car in drive instead of reverse and like drives through the vestibule. Yeah. So you have to like, close, like you're just hoping for ridiculous shit to happen just so you get a, a one day of of something different in the monotony yeah. that is just working my shift. Yeah, and, it, and that's like the, the thing too is I, like I, I do appreciate like the monotony to a certain degree. Like I'm very regimen oriented. Like I, I could eat the same lunch every day. Like, like, like for me, I could eat the same thing every day and be fine with it. You know what I mean? But then part of me like urges for something different too. Right. But it puts you out of that comfort zone um, with stuff like that. But yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's pretty cool. Like it, it's just, you know, for me, it just, again, it just comes down to like the learning experience and um like I wouldn't trade it for anything, but it was, you know, but yeah, for sure. Something happened where it was just like, yeah, this is not going to fly anymore. Like I can't, I can't do it. I need to go to school and do something else. And that was kind of what happened. You know, you, you didn't, you had like kind of like acquaintances and some hockey friends, and then you go to New York for six months. What's that like then when you, you um, come back, you're kind of, you're like, that job does not work out. And now you're, you're at Clemens. What's that like being back at the area, going to Monco after you kind of already had this, like you talk about, you know, the experience that being in New York gave you being back home now, what's, how does that feel? I know yeah. for me only cause I, like, I know for me and we, I talked about with some other people, like the whole idea of Monco and Monco was awesome for me. It changed my life. I got my associates there. Um, but when you're, I didn't want to tell anyone I was going to Monco. It was 202U. It was the 13th grade. You know, a, a large population of our yeah. class was there. You're seeing those people and it was kind of like you fucked up too, huh? Like that's kind of like what I thought yeah. unless you were going there to be a nurse because that was the, the scuttle. It was like Monco had a great nursing program or a great dentistry program. It's like outside of that, oh, you're just taking like general education. Cool. Yeah. So what's yeah, that like? Coming, yeah. Yeah. What's that like yeah, coming so, back and doing that? 
Yeah, so like I don't remember exactly how quickly I went back to school or I went to school because it had to be some amount of time, but like, um, but yeah, I mean, it, that was like the weird thing is it's like yeah, everybody went off to college and kind of on their own thing. And, you know, here I'm back in the area and it's like really the only people I knew was from people working from like the Clemens really. So, um, so that was that, but like, it, it was for me, like what I did was I, like just just mentally, I was like, you know what, like I'm going to school, I'm gonna put all my effort into it and and like I'm gonna get good grades and advance myself that way. And um so I went there for so I was still working at, at Clements. Like I worked the whole time I was there, but I was at school full time. Mm. So like, you know, super busy that way. And I think I was there for I was there for a year and a half, but I got almost two years full of credits because I was doing summer sessions and and all that stuff. And then um but yeah, I never had like the, um, the, um, like the, the, the negative, like, you know, oh, you went there or what, anything like that. I just kind of viewed it as like, Hey, I'm just trying to get credits to figure out where to go next type of thing. I was trying to figure out life. Um, and what I did was I got, you know, those credits and then I transferred down to a school in Florida, Florida Gulf Coast University, uh, one of the state schools down there. And I just kind of moved down there and, <laughs> You know, went to class in shorts and and uh, flip flops, and that's yeah, another switch. Was yeah. Well, also the the reason behind that is my parents had bought a like a second home in in Fort Myers, uh, Florida, Southwest Florida. So like I was I had been down there for some vacations, and I was like, you know what, like I need to transfer somewhere, and there's a school like half a mile down the road, which is awesome. There's like palm trees, and sure, you know, and I I, I got accepted and transferred down. And, um, and that was awesome too. Like that was a great experience too. And, and same thing. Like I, I really like, you know, I mentioned it before, like the diversity, like down there, like I had friends from all over, like I have friends uh, that, you know, are from Bosnia and then I have, a, you know, two good friends that are from, one's from Colombia, one's from Ecuador. And like, that's just, you know, to me, it's like really cool. It was like, I, I just love the backstory for, for those things. And, um, and I was down there for two years and I got my, you know, my, my bachelor's down there in finance. And then I, and then I moved back up here, but, um, but did yeah, I went find, was the finance like a, just a, def, was it like a, a no brainer or a default? Like, did that happen while you're at Monco or did that happen once you got down to Florida? Was it like joining the family business, obviously at that point, what was, yeah, I think, I think getting was, there. Yeah. I think it's kind of what it was. It was like, you know, I saw my dad do it for so long and I know he was successful with it and, I was like, you know what, like, all right, like that might be a cool career path. So yeah. So in Monaco, I was taking a lot of, it, it almost shot me in the foot because um, I think if you have, would have went, if I would have went to like another school, they probably wouldn't have carried over all my credits. Cause I was taking like some of the advanced courses up here, like, you know, accounting and things like that. Um, but luckily I was able to transfer all those over. And then I just, you know, I went heavy in finance courses down there and all my other prerequisites that I needed to do. And, um, and I excelled, like I did, I, I think I finished with like a 3.96 GPA, um, in school. Yeah. And like, um, and like every teacher along the way, was like, Jeff, like you can't, you can't waste the education. Like you got to keep on going. So I was like, okay, like, what does that mean? I was like, okay. So, um, so, uh, 
I looked at um, master's programs in finance. So like me, like I'm very quantitative, I'm very analytical. So, um, so these master's in finance programs are basically like when you do those designations or those degrees, you, you typically go into like Wall you know, work for like a Wall Street bank, a hedge fund, private equity firms or whatever. And, um, you know, but for me, I was like, I want to give my dad's business a shot. Like I want to be an advisor, I want to sell and sound so glamorous. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. So I apply. Can I just ask you, is this with yeah. your dad, is your dad's, is this with your dad's blessing understanding? Does he know, like, is he saying, yes, you'll be coming on board with us once you get the the degree? So, like, so I think if you would, if he would be honest with you, I don't think he ever wanted me to come into the business. You know, I think um, it's not an easy business by any means. And like, I, I wouldn't still be working in the, in this career if it wasn't for him and helping me, helping me out. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I was toying with different, different careers, like becoming an accountant or whatever. But I, as I got through like my schooling, I was like, you know, what, like, let me give it a shot and just see if I like it. Um, but yeah. And then it, it was just, but I wanted to keep on going on the education background. Like I went from being like, not really caring much about school and, you know, middle school, high school to like, now I'm like all about it. Right. And um, that's maturity. Yeah. Maturity. Yeah. And then I, um, I applied for a couple schools and, and really like my decision was, do I stay in Florida or do I move back to PA? And in Florida, like there was only two programs. One was FIU in Miami and one was uh, University of Florida in Gainesville. And I'm like, I don't really want to move to Gainesville and Miami. I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna move to Miami. So I, so I applied up here and it was like St. Joe's Temple or Villanova. So I took, I went to Villanova. And it was a one-year program, three semesters, and um, and like all those guys in my class and gals in my class are like, they all went on to like work for like hedge funds and you know all these things. And I'm going in there like working, for, you know, going into sales. Like the, the one guy who's different. And um, but yeah, it was it was t- that was a that was crazy tough program. Um, like I was like the big fish in the small pond down in Florida. Like you know, I was like you know recognized for like the grades, but then I go up to Villanova and I'm like a small fish in a big pond. And yeah. So everyone's, everyone's telling you, you got to go further. You've got to take this. And then you do, you come up here and everyone's just like, what's so special about you? Yeah. Yeah. Dude. There's like people in my class that are like so smart. And I'm like, Holy crap. I'm like, I'm not that like, I, I, like, I, I can, I can, I can study well and, you know, and, and, and be fine. But like, I just don't, I'm not, I'm not like that genius, like, you know, where you can just do whatever you can. And, um, but I, uh, so I did that for a year and then, yeah. And then once I graduated, I went straight working for my dad and been there since. Um, favorite movie in high school. Um, probably a comedy like, uh, American pie, you know, I don't know what, I don't know when it came like American pie. Road trip, you know, like yeah. um, humor. Any, anything with Sean William Scott in it. Yeah, yeah, something, yeah, yeah exactly. And then, um, yeah, I, I, I love, I love dumb humor. Like even to this day, like I'll, I'll, like I'd rather watch a movie than a, a TV show. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll watch the same thing over and over just to get a, get a good laugh from it. Um, band music. So I, I, I listen to like a wide range of stuff, right? So. Um, 
I was, I know you guys talk about like rap all the time. I was never into rap that much, right? Other than well, like, I think we talk about, I think we talk about Dave Matthews band more than we talk about rap. Dave Matthews band, I, I, I never got into Dave Matthews band very much. Um, but like, I, uh, I don't know, like, like Eve Six, I got, you know, I'm like Eve Six and like, um, like everything, like stupid, like Limp Biscuit I would listen to. And, um, but I, I tell you, I mean, you give me a Phil Collins CD, man. Like that's, <laughs> Are you pumped for the return for the concert? It pumps, it pumps me up, man. Like, like seriously, like I don't. It's just Billy Joel, like Phil Collins, classic rock, Chicago. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, I don't know what it is. It's just um, I love that stuff. Like, like Michael Jackson. I love Michael Jackson. Um, so you're like an '80s guy. Yeah, like stuff like that. You know, like um, yeah. People knock on me about, it. but the, the thing is, like. I like music, but I don't like, like love like music. You know, I don't really go to concerts all that much. Uh, okay. But, but like the, what, the one thing that people would always like say to me or remember for me is like, I would always be singing. Like I'm always singing. And like, I'm that guy who like, if I'm singing like easy lover and you hear it and you start and you start singing it, that's the, I'm the guy who does that. Like I start there's like, and everybody's like that earwig. It's like, you know, everybody's like, yeah, you put the earworm in. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And it's just like, that's me. Like it, it's the most random things like uptown girl, I'll be singing uptown girl. And then so-and-so is going to be singing uptown girl across the room. You know? So I love that music. And that music reminds me of like my childhood. I have a playlist. It's massive. It's called my other half. It's all mm -hmm. songs that like in my, in my eyes, white people love. It's like the music yeah. I, <laughs> You know, it's right, music. Right. It's the music yeah. I relate to, like listening to when I was like a kid riding with my mom. You know, all the all the eighties like soft rock songs that would be on like one hundred two point yeah. nine or one hundred four five or yeah, one, of those, yeah. one of those radio stations back in the eighties and early nineties. But I've yeah. never gone to like any of the, like I've never seen Billy Joel live. In no, I mean I've me never neither. Seen but Elton John live, and no. I'm like now as a grown up, especially as like you know the Michael Jacksons and the Whitney Houston's and the Princes and those have like died and I listen to that music that I love and I go, man, I'm, I'm never going to see them. And like Elton John and Billy Joel and Genesis just announced they're touring this year. And I'm just like, fuck, this is my time to go, you know, to, to finally go see them. I'm, yeah, you know, music being shut down for the last year and a half. It's killed me. But like now that I'm a grown up and I have the means to go do these things, like I'm dying to get to go see them before it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's it's funny. Like, yeah, I, I kind of fall into that trap. I guess that stereotype of like the white music. No, it's, it's all all white people do. Yeah, yeah. And it it's, sounds it's, it's terrible to say, but like, yeah, yeah. And there's it's, some it's, there's some outliers in there, but like, it's pretty fucking sad. Like when you say E six, I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like they're like they're like, like and Eve six and yeah. To me, it's world. To me, it's world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and um, oh, what was I gonna say? Um, Blink one eighty two. Yeah, I think we did too. And you know, I, was, I listened to Y100, like Preston and Steve, like religiously back then. And um, yeah, just so like a wide range of decades. But yeah, it's just, you know, today's music, you know, it's, in, it's on in the car, like, you know, the kids were listening to it. But like, I just turn that dial and I, I pick up, you know, something that's it's sticking. You know what that's I mean? That's so good. I'm overriding the decision on that one. That's funny. <laughs> Um, weird segue. Did you, uh, did you date in high school? So I, I had a couple dates, but they all came from, I think like garden golf. So I didn't date anybody in Wissahickon. Um, and I think part of it was just like, 
I, I didn't know how to ask people out. Right. It was like, I, I had crushes on like probably every girl that went to school throughout like my life. Right. It's just like, it, like, it's like, they're nice to you. So like, Oh my gosh, like I could marry them. Right. And you're like, you're like seven years old. Right. Um, so like I had crushes. Right. But like, I never did anything about them. And then, um, and then I think I had like a couple dates in high school. That was it. And then, um, but I was, that was really it. Like I was so, I was like so shy with that stuff. Like I just didn't, I never pursued anything. Well, you said you worked, like you worked the Friday night, the Friday night shift. Um, so then like for your social world and you didn't, I know you kind of like a limited group of, of people that you hung out with anyway, but like, were you privy to any of that? Like any of those groups that were like having parties or were you, were you like drinking or anything like that? Like from like a fun standpoint, were you like venturing out into into any of those aspects of the, of life as a kid? Not really. No, I, I don't know. Um, it was more like when I went hung out with people, it was like one-to-one type of things or like small group, but like it, like nighttime stuff. No. And I don't know if that was just me avoiding it or just like, like working things like, you know, things like that. Right. Um, I don't really know. I, I, but I was never a big part. Like I'm still today, not a big party or like, I like to me, like even drinking, like I'll have like my, my, like I'll have two beers. Like that's, that's it. Right. Like it's pretty much like I was never a big drinker. And part of it was like, my grandfather was an alcoholic. So like, I like didn't want to be like that. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, I could see the problems it caused and health problems and family problems. And, um, and I just, like, I, I remember, I remember like I was in my de- my parents' like bar area and I, I literally drained all their liquor bottles. I was like, this is bad for you. So I, I like dumped them all down the freaking drain, like probably hundreds of dollars of like vodka and rum, whatever it was. I'm surprised they didn't kill me. And cause I was like, I was such like a, like a, so like, it's funny how, how I, I like rebelled but then like, I was also like a goody two shoes and that like, I was like, smoking's bad for you. Like, I, like, I remember like my mom, like my, my dad used to smoke like a pipe and cigars and my mom used to smoke cigarettes. And, and I was like, this is bad for you. Like I would guilt them into like stopping. So I was like that person, <laughs> that kid who like thought I was better than everybody by like preaching my values on them. But, um, but yeah, no, I didn't, I don't, I don't think I really went to any parties or anything like that. It was like, yeah, I, I probably was working or like at home or, um, you know, things like that. Yeah. I never, I was never a big partier. So I, I probably was invited probably here and there, but I never went. Like, I just never. Did you not, want, did you want to go to those? Like, you know, yeah. we all, we all laugh. Cause I, I, I like to talk about this show. Like I have just yeah. like, you know, envy or whatever. And I look back and it's like, oh, I missed out on, on those things. Yeah. But did, not it wasn't like an, like not everyone liked that sort of fun did you it's not me yeah i'm not a big partier to begin with like, like i like and you don't like fun. and you don't even like music really like that either like no one yeah no one yeah I'm like, the boring, like, I'm like the boring white guy man like yeah. you know no one wants to hang out with me it's just i don't it, see like brad mcgoldrick having like a hey we're listening to phil collins in the basement like come <laughs> right. gotta come over dude <laughs> that's right man that's right so it was like uh, yeah, it wasn't my scene. So like, probably if I did have like invites, I probably wasn't taking people up on it. Let alone, like, I don't know if my parents would even have let me go, honestly, like with that stuff. So um, I guess it'd be different if I was driving. But yeah, I mean, at that point, I was just, 
I was like just so focused on like working and yeah. And that was probably like, like who are these, you know, like, like, I don't need to party. Like, you know what I mean? Like I don't need to get drunk and get wasted. You know what I mean? Like it was just, I was very much that. And, and I think it was more like a, because I'm not involved, like I, I'm just going to shit on it type of thing. Yeah, you rationalized was, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was very much like you in that, like I can remember like telling on this, on this kid who was maybe like 16 in the neighborhood because I knew he smoked cigarettes and like, Ooh, Jason yeah. smoked cigarettes and he'd be like, shut the fuck up kid. And yeah, you know, well, like, so you, so you, 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 you guys like, you always get kind of like bash the safeties while I was, I was the safety. You know what I mean? So it was just, Stuff like that, where um, you say it with so much pride, I hate that, Jeff. I, I, I actually, I, actually, man, I love being the safety. <laughs> so you were the bluebell safety. So you, you would uh, uh, also were you also like patrolling? That was the thing, right? It was like there were no boundaries. So like I got told on by a safety once at Shady Grove for some shit I did on the bus. Yeah, it's yeah, like we, yo, like we just walked from the same street, like back home. How are you going to tell on me on the bus? You're not I on the mean, clock yet that 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 orange uh thing gives the, you the power gives you the power the, man did you get the badge right you had to memorize as i remember you had to memorize the the oath to get the badge yeah that sounds about right i remember i wanted to say there was like a captain lieutenant sergeant yeah. <laughs> thing and i don't i might have got up to like a sergeant or something i don't remember and i don't what a fucked up system <laughs> and i remember that so well what a fucked up system Dude, uh, yeah, captain. I mean, I'm captain of the safeties of yeah, right? it's, third grade elementary school. But, yeah, it's, I mean, I probably abused the power to a certain degree, like probably most of the safeties did, right? But like, I don't, I don't, I don't remember what it was. But I, I mean, I do. I remember, like, I, I felt like like powerful because you're like, oh, people got to listen to you because you have <laughs> you have the badge. You know what I do with those kids? I punch them in the fucking yeah. face, Jeff. <laughs> Go tell now. Yeah. So it's just, um, but yeah, I remember, I remember doing that, but I think it was just elementary school, right? I don't think they did that for older ages, right? I don't think. No, 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 no. Just, it was just an elementary school thing, but it was just oh, yeah, so yeah. fucked up. I remember even like you had to remember the oath. I remember some of those kids never even bothered just walking around with that raggedy orange sash, yeah. no badge, nothing. They were just like, nah, I'm in the group. I can tell. I get to tell. Yeah. It was, it was probably all the white kids probably got those positions. Right. So like, pizza parties oh my god all the stupid kids would have to all the stupid bad kids would have to like go leave for like gym class while the safeties get to have a a a, a fucking pizza party in their classrooms and yeah so so that's like the thing like so like it, it's it, it's like great you bring it up because like from my perspective i thought it was like the best thing that ever existed right but like from your end you're like you know i'm the guy who's getting crapped on yes yeah, safeties and enrichment were the first two um, things in school that I remember just feeling so inadequate, like yeah. just feeling dumb, bad, feeling like I didn't belong to a to a crew, to a group I'd never had. You know, back then, everyone kind of has to invite you to the birthday parties. You have to give everyone like a Valentine's Day card. So like there was yeah. no real like, you know, I would have animosity with kids because I would be like a bully or I would talk back or whatever. Or I would be annoying yeah. to kids, but like, it wasn't until like, oh no, like, you know, like a kid that you got in a fight with three weeks ago that he started it, but you got the blame. That kid's a safety. You go, him? That kid's a yeah. safety? How is that kid a safety? And, and you're just thinking yeah. like, maybe I'll be a safety this year. And then the yeah. teacher's like, seriously, you, you thought you were going to be a safety? And you're like, I don't know. I thought I was being pretty good like this, yeah. this week or, you know, like 
that and and enrichment were like the two where I would just hear it from kids like, oh, we're in enrichment or we're a seat, yeah. you know, it just, oh. Yeah, see, that's, that's like the perspectives that you just, you just never see. Like, you know what I mean? Like I never, like you said, you got into fights and stuff like that. Like I, I might've had like a couple scuffles here and there, but like I, I avoided it. Like, you know what I mean? I was just trying to be like the funny guy or like, you know, to my, to my, to myself. And, um, but yeah, I, I never got pegged that way, but I could, I, mean, I could definitely see, you know, I mean, like, um, those people always give me the benefit of the doubt. Right. And I don't know what that was. If I was just talking myself out of being in trouble or, or what, but like, yeah, I yeah, never backed down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I'll, I'll back down. Like, I, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't want to get my ass whooped. Right. Like it's just, you know, you, you talk tough until someone actually wants to fight you. But you were going to have to prove that you could whoop my ass for me. To, I would back down the second time. Like second time ago, shit hurt last time. I think we're just going to yeah, lay yeah, out yeah. on this one. But like you had to prove that to me. Well, and I, I wasn't I wasn't tough, but I didn't know what tough or like knowing how to fight. I didn't know what any of that was. It was just me. It was more like well, be who could be the loudest, who could be the boldest, who could be the scariest. Yeah. I don't think we like you and I ever had much interaction. I don't think ever. Right. No, we were, but I don't I don't. Really no, the only thing I remember uh, was just always I would yell your last name. Uh, yeah, every, Marcico! Yeah, and that yeah, would just, that would still, be it. More people call me my, like Marcico or C Yeah, everybody would um, slightly change it. Like I remember um, like Justin Hammond, like he would always call me like Marcico Maradona, Marcico Marinera, like you know, things like that. Um, yeah, just just different iterations and things like that. Um, that's the one cool thing that I, I always loved about my last name was like, you know, it just sounded good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I heard that a lot. Like, uh, like someone used to come like psycho Seco, you know what I mean? Cause I probably like flipped out at him. Right. Um, yeah, just stuff like that. It's, uh, that's a t-shirt. Yeah. I mean, a good thing, like, yeah, it's like a good thing. Like psycho Seco. Like I remember like, like I never got teased that much. I, but I do remember like, I, I don't know if I ever like say anything to him or I might have, I don't know, but like, I remember Vern used to call me like skunk boy because like, I have like a, you can see like the gray patch right there. Yeah. On my hair. Yeah. It's like, it's all, it's, it's like, um, it's always been there. You're yeah. Right? Like a birthmark thing. Right. Like Tony yeah, Antonucci yeah. had the, had a similar, he had blonde. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Just like around that, the front of his bangs. Mm -hmm. That's right. I do remember that. I do remember that. Yeah. And um, yeah. And just stuff like that. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, I mean, I, I was pretty lucky. I think like, you didn't punch Vern in the face for that? I probably, I don't know. He's bigger than me, man. He probably whooped my butt, probably. I got in a fight with Vern once. It was right after I got in a fight. I was on suspension in middle yeah. school from getting in a fight with RJ Smythe. That weekend, I went to teen night at the YMCA on suspension. I'm on suspension. And like now, I'm like, everyone saw me beat this kid up in the in the bathroom. Now, no one will fuck with me ever. Or yeah. they'll get the same. Yeah. They'll they'll get the same business. Yeah, you're a and like, man. Yeah. And I found myself like face to face with Vern, and I tried the same move. I gave him that same punch I just given RJ like two days earlier, and like yeah. Vern doesn't move, and Vern punches me back, and I remember like trying not to move, but I was just like, wow. So every fight's different. The only thing I remember about you, and this might not be true at all. I might be just making this up, but I feel like you you had like a walk, like a certain style walk, almost like a like a bounce to your step type of thing, almost like a kind of like a goofy walk. I don't know if that's true or not, but I feel like that's what I remember of you is like, you know? <laughs> Oh my God. So I don't know. No one's ever told me that before. Yeah, I don't know. But, that's what I kind of remember. But I, so, you know, being a big wrestling fan, I used to always walk into school 
like feeling I want, like I would hype myself up. So I would always walk in like a wrestler in okay, so my maybe head. That's true. So maybe it's true. It might be. What's funny yeah. is you might have seriously seen me like walking like this, yeah. like thinking I'm like Bret Hart because Bret Hart used to wear these big jackets with these yeah. shoulder pads and these tassels and they would like bounce and he would kind of walk like this and he like touch the fans and like on the side, he like high five <laughs> the fans, but he'd be like walking like this. And so I would like walk like yeah. that down the and, hall. And so probably, like, right. probably right, man. I'm probably right. You I probably do. saw I, I me. Yeah, you probably yeah. saw me. What the fuck like, is like, he like, doing? Like, like a hop to your step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a bounce. Like it's almost like you're a jello. Like you're bouncing off jello type of thing. <laughs> That's funny. That's one of those things that no one's ever, no one's ever, ever, ever said to me or yeah. mentioned. But I remember I did absolutely used to do that sort of. Okay, so yeah, like so I, yeah, my memory's not too bad. I guess. Yeah, That's yeah. funny. Yeah. No, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah it's it's um. Yeah, it's 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 those things I, I kind of just pull back and remember. But um, yeah, I, I never tried to. I would never start like like someone like you or Vern, dude. Like you're bigger than me. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going there, man. Ever. So you never know, man. You you just yeah. you never know. Like you know, like Ray was was a small kid, but Ray knew karate. You know, you just you yeah. never knew. Like you know, you don't want to fuck that's with the true. wrong kid. Yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah. Was, I mean, was, yeah, there was some pretty strong like intimidating people man that i would never cross that like, maybe i would fight back a little bit like you know like verbally but like once it gets close to like fisticuffs man i'm i'm, I'm backing down yeah, i was not going there i was always down to try at least once yeah man oh, yeah it's 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 <laughs> just gotta see what it's like one time <laughs> yeah man <laughs> it's like running into a brick wall it's like i just gotta try it like one time just gotta try it yeah, yeah. just see what it's like oh man actually Brick wall. I mean, I do. Do you remember? Um, what was it? It was like like the knockout stuff that people were doing. Remember, like they would like. I feel like you would like hold your arms there and you like breathe in, and people like like push against the wall. Remember that to like black it. Do you remember that? No. No, I remember there was like a thing. Um, I forget exactly what it was. It was something like that. It was like a, like a stupid thing that you probably shouldn't be doing. But I remember like it was like high school or something. Um, People were trying to do like 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 a, like a blackout game where you would like try to block yourself out, like hold your breath or something, or yeah, and then you would like I think like like really try to like almost like push you against the wall real quick to. Um, I kind of remember yeah. like a hold your breath thing, but I've been watching yeah, something a, like that. But I've been watching a lot of Criminal Minds, and that could have yeah. been just like some online school <laughs> just, game that like yeah. that, that that Hotch and the crew were trying to like get to the bottom of. Yeah, no, I feel like that that was like a thing. I remember it was like I. I for me, it's like I would never do that crap. It's like, nah, like, you know, like me, like being like the safe person. I'm like, that's dumb, you know. But I feel yeah. like a thing going on too. Um, where'd you meet your wife? We so I was finishing um, college in Florida, and like I had um, decided to go um, to Villanova, you know, and but I finished finished college in December. Like I did it kind of off cycle. Yep. So I had like six months before Villanova started. So I just hopped on like match.com match.com just trying to like find people like, you know, move back up and, um, and just kind of be back in the area and things like that. And I think she was like literally the first person I connected with on there. And, you know, I moved back up here. Like we, we were you know talking and things like that like 
she was here in Philadelphia. I was down in Florida. And, um, and then once I moved back up here, like we went on our first date and then, um, it hit it off. Never looked back. Like it was, I knew it was right. You know what I mean? Like never had a doubt in my mind. Like even after the, even like probably like the first time I talked to her via like email or whatever, knew that was it. So, um, like a really cool feeling. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what it was, but it was just felt right. You know what I mean? And then just from there, like, you know, normal day, like I was living at my parents' house and, um, she lived, she was doing her master's in Jefferson. So like, I would just like go into the train every, every weekend and we would spend the weekend in Philly and then, you know, and just progressed from there and got engaged and got married and all that stuff. And, here we are today, you know. What's your wife's name? Amy. Um, can I ask well, what nationality is your is your wife? Because you've got biracial kids. Yeah, she's Indian. So um she is first generation born in America. And so her parents are from India. Yeah. And um uh and yeah, so yeah, like I mean, I'm pretty um, you know speckled over from my background, you know, like, um, you know, Italian last name, but I'm like only like 20% Italian. Um, so like, yeah, they're a mix of me and then they're, they're half Indian as well. Yeah. That's cool. That's a, that's a new one. Uh, you know, we talked about like, um, like black and white and Mm -hmm. Latino and, but this is a, that's a new one, Indian. What's it like, um, you know, growing up white, growing up in, in Gwinnett Valley, you talked about having like a mix of, of friends, especially mm-hmm. like, you know, Korean, some sort of like Asian, but, um, what's it like then getting into a, a, a biracial or an interracial relationship and having biracial kids? It's a different yes. world to so, own it. Yeah. It, it's, um, so I, um, so like, my family was always fine with it. Right. Like they're like, you know, love who you love and you know they always liked amy and you know never i mean you know she's she's a pharmacist by training like super smart and um you know good person and and but like yeah, her her parents had a hard time you know when when they <laughs> when when they found out she was dating me um it was like her, her dad um you know they were born in india he came over started working and you know kind of laid the roots here in america and he became like a an engineer for Revlon and Estee Lauder. So he became very successful in his own right. And, um, but he was, he's much more Americanized than my mother-in-law. So my mother-in-law always a stay at home mom, um, very religious, you know, they're, they're Hindu. So, um, but, um, yeah, I, I remember like, like I came home with her to meet them. And I, I remember her mom like crying like all night, like in her bedroom. And, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was tricky. It was like me, like I, um, I never thought of it that way. You know what I mean? I was just like, I I literally never thought of it that way. And, and then like when that kind of came up, it was like, that's really interesting. You know what I mean? But you know, they, they got over it, you know, like, I think, um, you know, I think from her part, she was worried that like, you know, like I'm, I'm not very religious at all. So like, you know, for me, it's like, be a good person, like, you know, treat everyone with respect. Like, and I think when her mom realized that, that like, I'm not going to like be like this Catholic person coming into like a Hindu family and, you know, not jiving that way. Um, 
um, you know, she was cool with it. Right. So they, they love me now. Like it's, you know, it was just like that initial, I think kind of shock fact, <laughs> shock factor. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's a cool thing. Like the Indian culture is unbelievable, like very family oriented, um, like much different than, from how I grew up. Like I didn't really know my cousins very well and rarely got together with them. And, but like my sister, my, my, um, my wife, like her, her and her sister and her cousins are like, it's almost as if they're all sisters. Like they all know each other. They talk every day, um, you know, and things like that. But it was definitely like a culture shock to a certain degree because like, you know, like we got engaged and married, we had an Indian wedding and like, you know, you're doing like these little ceremonies and I'm wearing like full blown Indian garb. And like, I didn't know what I was doing. You know what I mean? Like it was like me and like, you know, like 300 Indian people in my wedding who had no idea who they were yeah. and like doing these like weird things. I have no idea what, like, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to do the right thing and not offend and just, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I still joke around that I'm like the white devil, you know, in the family, you know what I mean? But like, and it's so funny too, because like you, you see like any photo and it's like, I'm like, you know, I'm like six foot, you know, like buck 85, or like, you know, like, I guess, you know, somewhat average, but like, most Indian people are not very tall. So like in every photo, I'm like this massive guy next to everybody. And I'm like the, you know, pure white and everybody's got like this tan, you know, like brown skin. And it's, um, it's so fun. It's just, it's just so funny, but um, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's cool. Like, and like, I know like, like your experiences, you know, it's, it, it's hard being like biracial and like, you know, you, you know, you hope, you know, people understand and stuff like that. But like, I mean, you know, luckily, we haven't had any of those issues. You know what I mean? Like it's, um, I think it's becoming so much more common now, like these interracial relationships. And, um, and, and, and I feel like it's, it's, um, it's like a cool thing. It's like my kids, like people say like how like beautiful they are. Like, I remember you say, you said like child model. Like I always like to tell my kids, I'm like, you guys like, can we sign you up for like modeling? Because like, I think like you photograph so well, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, photogenic is what I used to love. You're so photogenic. That's what I used to always get. Yeah, it's crazy. And like, um, but yeah, it's we've never run into like any any issues like ever, like in terms of like, you know, like racism or anything like that. But I know like my neighbor two houses down, um, he's white and his wife is black. And they they were living in Georgia, you know, um coming up to here. And yeah, you know, I mean, you know. Over, you know, a couple, you know, a year ago or so, I remember like when we were doing our walks with COVID because we couldn't go anywhere. Like, you know, he was telling me stories about like, you know, they would get nasty looks and even like people would like, even like their son, their, their, their firstborn son, like, you know, they, I think someone asked like is that yours or something like something that's like so rude, uh, which is just like mind boggling to me, like stuff like that. And, um, oh, dude, I remember uh, I remember my cousin coming to visit Hicken. My cousin uh, from out of state and came to visit white. Right. My whole Jewish family is, you know, just white. And so he came to do a day at school with me once. And we're in the locker room and someone asked us, they go, which one of you two is, is the adopted one? Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's, it's, it's just like and, and even like the area I live in. So I'm in like Chester County, like it's like you go like our neighborhood has like, I don't know, I think five, 500 homes or something, 400 homes. You walk outside and like, it's like half Indian people live in this community. You know what I mean? So like, for me, it's like, 
I, I don't know what people think behind the scenes, but I mean, generally speaking, like I've never had an issue like ever, ever. You know what I mean? Like if anything, I think people love me more than like try to push me out, right? In, in Amy's family or whatever, or like, um, so it's always been pretty, pretty good. And I don't that's just like a sign of the times where um, like it was taboo to like divorce, you know, like especially in Indian culture, like um, a lot of prearranged marriages, um, you know, things like that. But it, it's, it's changed. I mean, like I, I see it so much more now, you know what I mean? But yeah, luckily like we've never had, I don't know if that's just like the times are slightly changing or just the area we live in, like, you know, but Probably a little bit of both. Yeah. You know, when, for me growing up, it was, it was, I always joke. It's like, it was me and Lenny Kravitz that we were the only yeah. ones and, and Mariah Carey were. Yeah. And I never knew you were, yeah, you were, you were mixed. Yeah. I mean, until you've mentioned yeah, so, it on the past, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's, it, I mean, it's hard to know, right? Like, so a lot of people just thought it was Indian. Yeah, I was, like, I was like going to say that. I'm like, I, for the longest part, I thought you were, yeah, like Indian, you know what I mean? But like, well, that's the boring thing for people when they when they ask. They go, "Oh, what are you?" And they, "Are you Indian or Samoan or yeah, yeah. Middle Eastern or Hawaiian?" And I got, I'm actually I'm just black and white. And they go, "Oh," because they yeah. they've heard that already. Like Drake is just yeah. like just oversaturated the market with with black biracial Jewish kids, and so now yeah. it's just the most boring shit ever to people when they ask. You're not exotic enough. Yeah, it's 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 it, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, it's like. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's, 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 I, you know, I'm sure it's like super challenging, but you're right. But like, I think it, it, it can hurt like your identity and, you know, it's, you know, but yeah, it's, I think hopefully, I mean, I know it's different depending on where you live in the country and the world, but like, yeah, I think luckily like generally like, you know, like the coastal areas are generally more accepting with stuff, but yeah, for sure. But yeah, it's, it's a, it's, it's a cool thing. But it's like, I just, um, even though it's, it, it's, way to, like I never had Indian food until I met my wife you know what I mean like yeah. it's a, you know what I mean I had like Chinese food you know what I mean and like American food right? American Chinese food right yeah you know what I mean yeah exactly and then like um and then now it's like Indian food's like one of my favorite things to eat you know what I mean and um but yeah it's it's different I mean they're vegetarian so like I'm the only like eater with stuff and um you know but like but other than that, yeah, it's, it's, it's been like a pretty good situation. You know what I mean? Like I'm part of their family. They're part of mine. And yeah, it's been pretty cool. So that was, uh, that was interesting. You know, like you don't see, you don't see people for, for years and years. And then you start, especially now I start looking at people's Facebook, see what's going on. And, you know, what are they up to? And then you look and I'm just like, oh, wow. Jeff's got a whole Brown family. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that's pretty, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Hey, did, did he adopt those kids or yeah, yeah? Which one of your kids are adopted? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it, it, it's funny, but it's like, it's just, but like, you know what? I see it more and more, especially like in, in my life is like, I meet, um, like my clients, um, I have a lot of interracial marriage clients. You know what I mean? So it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's just so common to me, even, um, you know, even like, like, um, like sexual orientation too. Right. Like I have clients that are gay and married and, you know, it, it changes their planning dynamic, which has become easier with stuff, but like for tax law purposes, but like, um, I mean, I, I see all that stuff, right? Like, it's just, so to me, it's like no different from my own normal day. Right. But yeah, I could definitely see like someone who's just not used to it, but like, to me, it's, you know, I never expected to, you know, marry an Indian person, but it's like, it's just, that's how the cards fell. Right. But like, we love, he love. 
yeah, I don't regret it at all, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool thing. It's, it's just, um, definitely a culture shock. Like when you don't have, you know, for me, like my tradition was like Christmas, you know, like we, you know, I was there, like nothing, we didn't celebrate anything. Right. You go to India and like every month there's like something going on. Like that's like, you know, religiously important. And I'm like, all right, whatever. (laughs) Like I'll join in. And, um, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's a cool, it's a, it's, it's a really cool, um, culture for sure. How old are your kids? Um, my son, Kyle is nine and a half and then my daughter's six. Uh, did you, uh, did you want kids? I mean, want to get married kids? Was that always something in the cards for you or that you yeah. wanted to do? Yeah. We were pretty much like on board to have them. Like, like we got married in 20, 2010 and, um, I was born November, 2011. So like, you know, about a year and a half after we got married and, and then, um, uh, but yeah, we were always on board, like having kids and we were pretty much sure just to have two. Like we didn't want any more, even though I'm the third, you know what I mean? I was like, I think two is good. You know? Yeah. How much, how much older is it brothers, uh, two brothers or. Yeah. My sister. So, so I'll be, so I'm 37, my brother's 40 and my sister's 43. So we're all like three years apart. Tell me about, uh, about financial planning. So you, I mean, you, it worked out for you for your, your plan you end up in the family business and it's been, would you say 13 years later? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's good. It's, it's, it is one of the hardest businesses that like you can really ever go into because, you know, when I came out of school, I was, you know, I guess mid twenties or whatever it was. Um, you know, like nobody wants to trust you with their finances. Right. Like I, I, you know, I mean, like I, I never bought a house. I never, did this or did that. And you're trying to give people financial advice, like to do it. Right. So like really the, the biggest thing a lot of times was like life insurance, you know, like I was reaching out and, Oh, you bought a house, you got married, like you have kids, like buy some life insurance, you know, and I, I was like the easier sell. And I, I, you know, I reached out to a lot of people that I knew, like you, you, you were supposed to develop like a, a list of like 300 people and you would call them and, you know, and I, and I kind of reconnected with like Ryan Dunn, um, so, and then like Scott Beck, like I would meet, he worked in like Concha Hawken. So we would go for lunch. Um, it, it, like there's a Thai place right there, um, an awesome Thai place. And like, you know, he, you know, we always talk and catch up. And then he actually referred me to like one of his coworkers. And I, I still work with her to this day. And she's referred me to a bunch of people. So like, it was really tough. Like it, it was um, like a lot of times I, I wanted to quit because like I made no money. I was working all the time and um very stressful and then like i just i just kept on working you know i I learned from my dad and we had had a couple other advisors that worked for us and um and i just i I kind of gradually got into like the medical market like doctors and nurses so i would do seminars where i would just you know come up to a hospital buy them lunch and talk about like have an emergency fund and you know pay down your debt this way and you know, put money in a 401k and here, this is why you need insurance. And I, I did that like 20, 30 times a year. I would just reach out to these programs and do it. And, um, and I, I got good at it. Like, and, and, you know, and then the longer you, I got in the business, the more comfortable I was. And then I personally, like, you know, I got married and I bought a house, we had kids and I started experiencing these things in real life. 
So you fast forward to today and I, I draw on like things that I've been through personally, but also what I've seen happen. And I've seen the craziest things happen. My dad has seen it too. And um, so now I'm like in a much better spot, you know, it's, it's, it's more kind of like before it was like, my income was like this, right? Like I would have a great month next month. I would make zero. And you're like, uh, where's my business going to come from? But now it's like a little bit more even. And, um, and uh, the cool part I like about it is just like the stories, right? Like, you know, like you, like, you know, it's like, okay, I'm single, I'm living in Philly. I started my own video production company. I love that. Like, I love hearing about those things. Like what motivates people? Like what's important to them? Because like, you know, we joke about it. Like I'm like the white dude with the family, like listen to Phil Collins, right? Like golfing. And you're like, yeah, it fits the bill. Right. But like, I want like, I like to hear the more exciting stories too. Right. Like, why did you do it? Like, and then I can help. And then, you know, I, I can help like, okay, so you did this and you want to get here. Like, how can I help out on the financial side? So it's like, okay, you know, like physicians, for example, have 400 grand of student loan debt. A lot of times it's, even though they make good income, it's, it's debilitating. So it's like, okay, well, how do we efficiently pay that off? Or, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I got married, I'm having kids. Like we want to buy our house for the first time. Like, how does that work? Like, how do we, do we need a down payment? Like, how do we get financing? Um, you know, things of that nature. And then, you know, a big part of my practice is insurances. So like if people, you know, want to protect their spouses, their kids, business partners, you know, it's life insurance, disability insurance, um, investments. Like, you know, I want to put my my kids through college. Like, how do I save for that? Um, I want to retire one day. How do, how do I do it? So, um, so I, you know, I, I work with people in all different realms, you know, from widows to divorcees, to retired couples, to people like us who are young, who have, you know, like I, like I just got referred to a client, um, a prospect. He opened a bagel shop in Philly last year. And, you know, I'm talking to him about business planning and things like that. So that's what it is. And yeah, my, you know, I work with my dad. So like, you know, he's got that 40 years experience and, um, and he's at the peak of his career. I mean, he just grows and grows and grows because like, you know, his clients are similar ages and, you know, people refer people to him all the time. And um, so I do more of the planning things with clients. And then my brother does more of the investments. So like, He'll do the trading and the models and proposals and, and we work as a team and it's fun. Like we get along um, and, and, and clients, I think really enjoy it because they're like the Marsico boys. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, if my dad's not available, I'll call Dave or Jeff or vice versa. And, um, and you know, there's a continuation of planning. They know my dad's not going to, I mean, he just turned 70. Like it, it, it's not, um, he's going to work, but yeah, I mean, the day is going to come where you can't. Right. So it's just, you know, they know us that we're there that we can help out. So it's been a pretty cool experience from that side. It's a cool career. I, you know, it's, it's a much needed career. Like it's, it's very male, male heavy. Like it's like 95% male advisors and the average age is like 60 years old. So like there's going to be a lot of people retiring, getting out of it. And there's a need, right? I mean, there's a lot of these online services and robo advisors and things like that. But at the end of the day, like, I tell people the difference is like, if you need me, like call me on the weekend, call me in an evening, like 
I'm not going to like neglect your phone call. Like I'm not going to be able to answer it right away, but I'll get back to you pretty darn quick if something happens, right? Like you can't call a waiting hunter number on a Saturday. They're not going to answer it, right? So it's still always going to be a personal business, but yeah, it's, it's, um, that's the cool thing. Like I said, like, you know, I don't, you get me going on work. Like I'll, I'll talk like forever. You know what I mean? And be that extroverted person, but like, yeah, it's, it's, um, but yeah, I mean, I've come a long way. Like before I first started, I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. If, uh, what's the name of the, what's the name of the company? Uh, diamond state financial group. So So if, yeah, if someone like wanted to like, someone's like listening to go, okay, I remember Jeff, God, I do have to do something. Could they actually like get in touch with you and like start the process? Yeah. Yeah. So, what happened was my, my dad always owned his own firm. He had a, old, he had a business partner, 50-50. That guy retired. My dad then bought him out, owned the practice um, uh, three, three and a half years ago. Um, so we merged with Diamond State, uh, which is much larger, larger than we were. Like We were only like six advisors. Um, Diamond State, we have like 35 advisors now, like very large. So my office is in media but our main office is in Newark, Delaware. So it's a you know, diamond state, Delaware state. Um, so it was just a timing thing. Like the other downside was like my mom had passed away right around the same time unexpectedly. So three and a half years ago. So Sorry, like, man. Uh, yeah, thank you. And it, 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 you know, it was just a lot of just change and turmoil and things like that. But like, we're still, you know, we work for diamond state. We have no ownership in it, but we're our, we're our own team within, within the, the practice, but you know, I'm essentially self-employed. Like I don't, I'm not employed by them. I just, my business is run through them. So yeah, you can Google diamond state or Google my name. It should pop up. And um, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's uh, like I tell anybody, like I'll listen to what you need. And if I can help, I can help. If not, I'll let you know, you know, it's yeah. you know, nothing magical, but. Um, this would be the moment, Jeff. Yeah that I go to the yearbook. Yeah. See well, what you got, see what you got cooking here. Pull that mug shot out, that's right. Let's see here. We go to the, to the M's. Still looks like you. All right. Yeah. We have got Horticulture Club, two two clubs, that's it. Horticulture Club yeah. in, in nine. Mm-hmm. Where were you growing? Where were you? Oh, I have no idea. I probably just joined. So I don't know. I probably just joined it just to join it to get it there. But yeah, I didn't. That's an odd one to just pick, pick random. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I bet my brother did it. I bet. And then I probably just like, Oh, okay. I'll, I'll do it probably. And then I like this because this feels like, even though you said you had no, you know, you didn't really have like a, a, a desire, like a career goal or anything like that outside of like baking. Your other club was future business leaders of America. Yeah in 11th grade, which I like, you know, I like full circles. I find this is now we go, Oh, there's some, unless you just join this on a whim too, but there seems no, to be something here. There could have been a reason there. Yeah. Cause I even in college, I started, um, like a business club too, down in Florida. So I, it, I always liked the business side of things. I, that, that makes sense. But yeah, I, I wasn't super active in school. Like, um, I don't know. It, it, it was like that, not like I was just so focused on like cooking. There was nothing else that could replace it, you know, which yeah. it, it was a mistake. Like I probably should have been more active and stuff, but you know, it's, it worked out in the end. Do you still bake? 
Not as much anymore. Um, like, cause you, cause you hear that Austrian dude just in your ear. Just, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's like more salt. <laughs> I don't know if that's the accent. I've just made that up. That's right. I know, right? Um, Sorry to anyone that's Austrian. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, Yeah, more of it is just like a time issue, right? Like, it's just with work and then like the kids, like, and just like, even just trying to get dinner on the table, like the last thing I'm doing is baking cupcakes or something, right? Like, but but it's fun, man. Like, it's, it's, it's very fun to like, create something right like it's just i'm not even that creative but like it's it's cool to to do something like that but yeah i haven't i haven't done much lately it's um you know super rusty but yeah it's i I was doing it like you know kind of pre-kids like if someone had like a party going on or like a birthday okay i would i would dust it off and 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 crank it out but um yeah it's it's a shame I, i did lose a lot of the passion for it you know which is that's so interesting. That sucks. Yeah, kind of stinks. But I did Whip, I, whiplash, I man. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. It was. You know, look at you know. You ask anybody, it was like, yeah, like, you know, Jeff's probably gonna be a pastry chef and yeah. place, and that was it. But yeah, no, it changed. Uh, your quote is an actual quote. There are two things to aim at in life: first, to get what you want, and after that, to enjoy it. Yeah. Logan Pearsall Smith. That that's that sounds like me. Yeah. Who is that? Logan Pearsall Smith. I have, I have no idea. I have no idea. I'd probably, I, hope it, I hope it's not Pearsall. I hope I don't. Yeah, that, Eve Six or something, Phil Collins quote or something. <laughs> I can feel it coming in the That's game. right. Yeah. <laughs> Easy lover, you know. Good uh, luck to class of 2001 thanks to JDMF and TH. Justin Duffner. Maybe Justin Duffner for sure, yeah. Um, MMF. I don't know who that is. No. Some of those might not be in Wissahickon either. Yeah, and TH. It could, been, it could have been like like a garden golf thing or like a William Pennant thing. Would you put a garden golf guy in your Wissahickon yearbook? I don't, maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. MF? I don't know. I don't know who what was the other one um th th that that might be the that might be what like the one owner's son who worked at garden golf um, yeah i'm looking i don't see any uh i don't see any ths in the in the yearbook and the only mf just yeah. off the top of my head that i can think of is like molly foos and i'm gonna guess you were not shouting her out no i don't Fair think course. so not that time <laughs> I think Molly went to, I think Bluebell though. I think so. Uh, just looking at the F's, there's only like four F's in the school. So yeah, it was probably of outside. I was a Hicken. Yeah, because I mean, I was pretty much checked out in senior year because I was only there half a day, and I was working the other the other rest of it. Interesting. So yeah, true to true to form, you remember it. Uh, you remember it pretty accurately. Then you know you had a. Uh, couple friends in there and but not too clicked up and rest of your world was kind of outside interesting yeah. enough i was actually justin duffner is one of my one of my few friends that you know near the end of uh near the end of high school we used to have lunch together and yeah. uh actually was like one of the real friends that i used to like hang out used to go to his house we used to go to sixers games and stuff together so yeah, ju- yeah ju- justin's a great guy I, I i actually saw him 
years after school because he, my wife's sister is a doctor and she graduated from, um, was it uh, one of the New York, like New York state uh, schools for med school. And Justin was in here graduating class. So like when we went up to whatever town it was for her graduation, I like look over and I don't know if I saw him first or he saw me first, but it was him graduating. So I, I, I guess he's a physician somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. Where. I think I want to say he is in Arizona. If I have that right. Last time yeah. I talked to him properly, I was in California and so was he, and we weren't far from each other. And I was trying to, we were trying to meet up and then we just kind of like one of those things where it's like, are we meeting? Are we meeting? And then like zero contact. And I just never talked to him again. Uh, yeah. He follows me on Instagram uh, in some way. And yeah. uh, he's on, you know, I think he knows about the podcast. So maybe he'll listen to this. Uh, yeah, but but Duffner, we want to yeah. fucking hear from you, dude. Yeah. I would, I always thought Duffner was awesome. And I mean, one guy I always thought was an unbelievable person was Scott Beck, man. Like he was always super chill down to earth. And yeah. I knew he was probably one of the kids. You know, I knew him probably one of the longest out of like anybody that's, in, it was, I think he went to Bluebell. So, um, great break dancer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, and it's been, I mean, unfortunately I haven't talked to him in years, unfortunately, but I, I mean, we used to go to lunch all the time, you know, yeah. but, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a nice trip down memory lane. That's for sure. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Still looks Still looks the same. I got to tell you, I saved this TN because I don't want it to be awkward. But in looking at in looking at your at your Facebook pictures, you got yeah. nice eyes, Jeff. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, you ever you ever get that? People love like so. I got like hazel eyes and I got long eyelashes. So like my entire life, people think you're wearing eyeliner and whatnot. Yeah, it's like you know, like the snuffleupagus type of eyes. You know, my my kids have it too. And yeah, I mean every like even you go to like doctor's appointments. Oh my gosh, look at your long eyelashes. Yeah, I've got the I've got really long eyelashes too. I get the same I get the yeah. same. But I was looking at it's like he's got guy he's got really nice eyes and never really looked at him before. Just stands oh, yeah, out I, in I, pictures. Yeah, no, I never never heard that. But uh for you know, other than the eyelashes, but yeah, no, it's it's um be an eye model. Eye model. That's right. That's right. right. If you're gonna get the kids into the childhood modeling, maybe look into the eye modeling portion, the adult that's eye right. modeling that's portion. Right. <laughs> like Costanza with the uh, hand modeling. Hand models, yes. <laughs> go out in sunglasses. You got to protect the investment at all times. I know. Right. I was, uh, I know the things I know now that I didn't, you know, I never knew. Right. It was, uh, you know, but yeah, I don't know, you know, I was at, at a, you know, the, the, the gray spot and receding hairline, you know, it's just Brother, I miss, I'm, miss my chance, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting over all that shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do like, I have the goatee and it just came out of the pandemic, but like, dude, I, I can't grow hair right here. You know what I mean? Like, so when I see your beard, it's like, you're a real man compared to me with, you know, I just like two hairs will pop out. That's basically it. Listen, I, I only have this beard because I can't stand shaving. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, it grows too quick. I mean, I used to work at working at Wawa, like my beard would like start, you have to be clean shaven. I just couldn't keep up. I couldn't shave every day. I'm just not that attentive to my, my face, yeah. you know? So like, once I became old enough, she's like, oh, you know what? I guess it just kind of grew in. And all I have to do now is just like look and just go, Z -Z -Z -Z. okay, that looks straight. But yeah, now we're ready yeah. to head out versus I've got to clean all this up. Oh, yeah. Back in yeah, the day yeah. of like the disposable razors and you're trying to get the scruff off. I would go through like nine fucking razors just to clean yeah. my face. Oh, yeah, man. I never, I never had that problem, dude. Like baby face, like 
Yeah. It, you know, it's like getting carded still. I'm like, dude, I'm not even remotely. <laughs> now, when I do shave, I look 15 years younger. I have dimples. I've got like complete, but it's, it's, it takes a, that only lasts for like a day and a half. And then like the beard yeah. starts coming right back. It goes right back to this the next day. Yeah. 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 Dude. Yeah. yeah. I, I'll, I'll never have that problem, but uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's funny, man. Like yeah, back then it's like, I'm, I'm doing like, what was it? Um, like, like the gel in the hair, like uh, LA looks or whatever it was called or whatever. Yeah. You know, and like, just look, think it looks cool, but it's terrible and you know, crap like that. But that's how um, we all were. Yeah, it was I, didn't even, I barely combed my hair in high school. Yeah, I think I had a bowl. I think I had like a bowl cut in middle school at one point. You know, it's terrible. Everyone did. Everyone had to split down the center bowl cut. Yeah, man, terrible. Yeah, it's. it's like, I know it's amazing. I wasn't picked on, but you know. Yeah. That's right. Well, I this just, has been safety power. So I was okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude, the safety, this, <laughs> your whole safety career, everyone knows you're going to get go to fucking elementary school jail if you mess with Jeff. That's right, man. That's right. He's going to throw the book at you. I lay the law down. I should have been a cop in real life, you know? Now that, that would have been a twist. Like, oh yeah, it's like, I love being in safety so much. I decided to do it for a living. That's right. That's right. You know, you know, maybe, maybe a career change in a couple of years. We'll see, you know? Well, awesome, man. Thanks so much for, yeah. for doing this. I'm glad, you know, I love the, I love the daytime, uh, the daytime sober talks. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. it's, it's always a nice change of pace for me to be a little more bright eyed than, you know, the 10 o'clock, uh, vodka filled, uh, conversation. So uh, yeah, it's, I, I, it's, yeah. I appreciate you having the, the time available. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I know. But if it was after hours, man, like we'll, we'll be drinking the burbs here is like, just, it's basically white claw. So, you know, it's like the, it's like the, the white suburban drink, man. Just, uh, it's the law. All right, that was my conversation with Jeff Marcico. I love hearing stories about the culinary arts, and his was a bit of a different path going to six-month school and then coming back home and having his passion taken away from him from this Austrian guy, but then just the way that it seemed to have come full circle and brought Jeff back home with his family, and subsequently the perfect time for him to start his own. He mentioned in his job as a financial planner, now he likes hearing people's stories. Me as a podcaster, I like hearing people's stories. So just a cool journey, the way that he got there in two weeks. The first best of show that I've ever released. Since we're coming up on the end of the school year, I thought I'd release the best of the We Weren't Friends in High School reunion episode special that came out last September. It was in three parts. It exists at youtube.com slash redshirtplaya. We're going to condense it down into a nice, easy best of for you to listen to. So that will be in two weeks on a Monday morning, the best of the We Weren't Friends in High School reunion special. All right, I will see everyone in two weeks on a Monday morning. Later.